the mind is the element of a person that enables them to be aware of the world and their experiences, to think and to feel. To be full is to contain or hold as much or as many as possible, having no empty space. I like that part of me that can hold awareness and thoughts and feelings, to contain as many of them as possible, have no empty spaces. I'm Nathan Springer, and my mind is full. Today we're talking Bubbles. Not the Powerpuff Girl character, but Bubbles you belong to. Or we could call it Echo Chambers also. That's another way people refer to it. But I'm not necessarily fully talking about Echo Chambers as in the more ideological sense where you, you, you only listen to a certain ideology and you only speak to a person of a certain belief and it creates an echo of the same voices around you. I'm not necessarily talking about echo chambers in that sense. I'm talking about bubbles. And when I'm saying bubbles in this case, what I'm referring to is the construct around our lives that we live where we think the world exists. So there are a lot of people who would have grown up probably in a middle class bubble and certain things they think they know about how the world exists and how the world functions only is true for people within their bubble. Like, I'm sure there are some people in Trinidad and Tobago are totally ignorant of the fact that there may still, that there are some people who still use outdoor outhouses and latrines. And the, the very idea of that may seem incredulous to them, but that's because they are outside of that bubble. I hope you're getting what I mean. And it ties in a bit also, again, with the video I did before on multiculturalism and something that has always interested me in seeing the differences in people and being able to see into different bubbles. Obviously, everyone I think should be aware that to some extent you are in a bubble where you are not capable fully of understanding the experiences of people in another bubble. That should be understood. But I think where the danger comes in is if you are in a bubble and you are totally ignorant of that fact. And what happens very often, if that is true, is sometimes when these bubbles overlap. So imagine a Venn diagram for anyone who likes math out there. And your bubble is here and their bubble is here. And at some point in time, these bubbles may overlap. And the shock some people can get if they, are, or if they have only existed within this specific bubble, the shock they can get to see, wait, there are people who believe this, there are people who see things this way, and it may surprise you sometimes, your belief may not even be in the majority. So what am I getting on about? What am I talking about here? What is all this rambling about? Well, this was precipitated from an article I saw where our Minister of Agriculture was absolutely shocked by some of the things he recognized during his walkabout in the Moruga region. It's coming from an Agadian article. Rambarat stunned by response during Moruga Drive as alcohol weed more important than vaccines. And we're kind of going back to that, yes, the vaccines again. But I'm thinking with this, I keep recognizing when I speak to some people online that it seems some people are in a bubble where they don't understand 
how many how many people see things differently to them and even if as i keep saying even if you are right that doesn't mean that your approach can be high or heavy-handed because even if you are right and these people who are wrong choose not to change their mind it's up to them and really and truly our system could be a lot more fickle than you think. Nearly everything in our system runs on the trust of people, on people deciding that, that, okay, we believe this would work, so that's why it works. So if you don't have the people on your side, it becomes very difficult to do things. And that's why you have to try to understand the different bubbles that people exist in around you, especially if you're looking to get into politics and be a politician. Now, self, you need to know the different constituents and where they are at. Let's read this and then we discuss further on that. Shots of alcohol among friends, acres of marijuana fields, and the best of country life can be found right in Maruga. But as Minister of Agriculture, Land and Fisheries Clarence Rambrat passed through the rural communities on Saturday, he found that people believed these were better options than taking a COVID-19 shot. Last Saturday, the local hunters group in Maruga joined the Southwest Regional Health Authority for its vaccination road trip. One shot and done with the Johnson & Johnson COVID-19 vaccine. However, the, exper the experience during the drive moved Rambrat to take to his Facebook page yesterday, where he noted that as he walked into a yard around 4pm on Saturday, punch and rum, stag and weed flowed freely among the 20 or more persons gathered. He said their ages ranged from 16 to 60, all very friendly but unwilling to take the vaccine. The short walk to the vaccines was clearly too much for this Saturday evening. The punching stag and weed are apparently more scientifically proven than the GNJ one-shot. I met so many scientists yesterday, including two bound to drunk outside the neighborhood hardware and grocery in another Maruga community, Rambarat posted. He said while everyone would not agree with his post or that it came from him, he assured it was from him and very real. Rambarat said the vaccination drives reach people who are willing and those who will become interested. However, he said some people were too unconcerned and downright foolish about COVID-19 to care about being vaccinated. Those people put all of us at risk, he said. And that right there is another bubble. That is a bubble existing in that Maruga community that the minister went to, where they clearly see it as within that community, within that group of friends, the norm has it that I can see punching stag and weed and bear in mind the age group 16 so that person or persons at that age group would be underage for whatever they were doing there but they have it that it would be seen as more up with the norm and standard to stay out there at 16 years old drinking and smoking whatever than to get a vaccine jab. And to some people who have existed in, an, in a whole other bubble, that seems ridiculous. How could that possibly be? No logical thinking person, no right thinking person would say such, would say such a thing. And there were 60 year old people in this group. This person could be collecting NIS pension in this country. This should be a, an upstanding member of our society. So obviously this person would be saying things all upstanding and according to my view of upstanding, but no. 
that's not how things work. There are literal, there are literally thousands of people that would be existing that believe such things. And I think when it comes to the COVID-19 vaccine mandates, etc., that we are seeing being pushed through, this is going to be one of the main problems that we're coming upon. Laws, almost all the laws that we see exist in a country, laws and policies, they generally, to be effective, they have to affect a very small percentage of the country. You cannot pass a law that would immediately on the other day make 40% of the country criminals. It would be an unenforceable law. And I did an entire contemplation on the fact that laws, the price of a law is enforcement. If you cannot enforce a law, then it kind of defeats the entire purpose. So it doesn't make sense to create a law or a policy that is going to make, make a criminal out of a large percentage of your population. So anything that we actually want to put into place for these mandates would have to be as such that the negative measure must only affect a very small percentage of people. Because if it affects a large enough percentage of people, then all they have to do is say no. Many people, I think many people get mixed up about how, th how many things run. And we get mixed up in sometimes the fanciful language and the covering and dressings of things. But sometimes what, what is needed is a, is a bit of distillation, is a bit of, a bit of reductionism, if, if you will. And that's what many comedians do. Many comedians take very complex situations and just bring it down to the reality of what is actually happening in this situation. I saw someone in a comment ask me about the fact that as a former colony and a free country, we are still tied to the Privy Council, which is a colonial court as our highest court in this land. And you see, the reality is the court system works on trust. If everyone in Trinidad decides that whatever ju whatever judgment the other some whichever other justice gives or judge gives or magistrate gives, we are going to ignore it. It means nothing to us then all of a sudden the entire legal system means nothing. And there are how many police in Trinidad and Tobago? I am sure not enough to arrest and keep everyone in this country in line. There just aren't enough to do that. What we depend on is that everyone in this country wants the country to continue running in a certain order. And everyone in this country would trust, well, maybe not everyone, but a large enough percentage will trust that things would keep running in a certain order. But the moment that trust is lost, everything proverbially goes to hell. And I think that trust could be broken when we have people in bubbles, in exclusive bubbles on their own. And they're trying to make decisions without fully comprehending and understanding, firstly, what people in other bubbles would believe, and how many people there are that exist in these totally different and separate views. I remember during the pandemic and one of our early lockdowns here in Trinidad and Tobago, I believe it was the Prime Minister was speaking about a story that weeks into the lockdown, an entire family pulled up to the mall, I believe it was in Tobago. They had no idea that all the stores were closed. Weeks into a lockdown, and you would be thinking, if this person has a family, 
they have a vehicle, you'd be thinking they have some access to information. How is this possible? But it is. And just as it is possible that someone could not know this so long into it, it is possible that a lot of people could be seeing things and don't agree with you likewise with the vaccines. And one of the problems that, ha that, that is persisting with these vaccines is the politicization. And because of the politicization and the denigration of people when they profess a certain line, many people in public say one thing and in private they believe and say another. I know this personally. I know of some people who, if you if you look at them online and you see their presence online, you'd never guess that they are some of the strange. They have some of the strangest beliefs when it comes to to this whole anti-vax movement. And I keep saying something. I keep trying to remind people: this isn't necessarily when we're talking about this specific situation with the vaccines and the mandates. This isn't necessarily only fringe people far out there. These are some people in the core of society. I saw in the United States dozens of police from one department, I believe it was in Massachusetts, began resigning over mandates. Police officers and the, the one that seems to be struggling the world over, nurses. I, I find something is strange with that. I, I disagree with the idea of firing nurses over a vaccine mandate. If the nurses were able to work, and this is the point many nurses are, are raising, if they were able to work all of last year and they were healed as heroes working last year without the vaccine, and as far as we know right now, as far as the science says, for the most part, the vaccine is for self-protection. I don't see it being a sensible solution to fire nurses over vaccine mandates and put more people at risk for that. But over in the US, they, in New York, they're looking to replace some of their nurses with National Guard staff, which I think is already going down a kind of strange road. You're replacing voluntary, well, in their case, private. In our case, it would be civil service. And you're replacing it with military. The government would be running some of the hospitals by military order. And... Even be, knowing that there are National Guard with medical training, I think that still wouldn't be as ideal as some nurse would have had years of experience in whatever that specific position would have been in that specific hospital. But that's just further down the road with these mandates, and it's where many of them may end up ending up. And I keep saying we are dealing with things that are way more explosive than I think we know. And I think part of the reason that we may not know how explosive they are is because there is a bit of a hiding job in the media where you are not hearing or seeing the full details of how explosive some of these mandates are getting. There are protests all about the world right now. And if these protests were on something, some other some other topic if these protests were on the climate something that many people in the media would have agreed with i could promise you the amount of protests the amount of people in the streets some of the police reaction to it you would have seen it as headline news but unfortunately you are not seeing it as headline news and 
This, I think, just as I was speaking about with the bubbles, may also work to catch some people by surprise because some people aren't aware of how much opposition some of these things have. And I think some people aren't aware of how little opposition is needed for things to actually change. As I was saying, what runs the majority of our systems are, is trust. And if you have just a small percentage of people showing that they lose total trust in this system and they are willing to give up they are willing to give up functioning like if this system works properly and you don't need a large number of people to do that just civil disobedience where they refuse to function like this system works you don't need many people and i can pretty much give you my word that something is going to change and here's the problem with that for me there's an article with this to, just to make sure that we know it's factual first. The 3.5% rule coming out from the BBC. How a small minority can change the world. Nonviolent protests are twice as likely to succeed as armed conflicts and those engaging a threshold of 3.5% of the population have never failed to bring about change. 3.5%. 3.5% of the Trinidad population is somewhere around 40,000 people. That is not that many people. And what this is saying is if that number of people are cohesive on one view that they want to get across and they are engaging in non-violent civil disobedience, it's nearly guaranteed that some change is going to happen. And that's for many of the people i saw someone asking and not asking saying on facebook that it is time to hit the streets it's time to riot and protest in this country and first off even if i would agree with your purpose for this protest rioting and violent protest doesn't have good results just as the data is in for this 3.5% rule, the data, the data are in for violent protests and riots. You may get some kind of effect. Obviously, people, people have some effect and reaction to violence. Obviously, you'll get some reaction to it. But the, gen the general long-lasting effect of it is nearly always more detrimental for the country and more detrimental for the area. If you go and destroy things, it's going to take time to try to rebuild it. So first up, if you're looking to get things done, nonviolent is actually the way. And then my next problem with that is what exactly is the motive? What would we be aiming at? Yes, if we do 3.5% of the population, we can get something done, we can get changes done. But as I was pointing out yesterday when I was speaking about the populist and the, and the nationalist style of leadership and style of functioning in countries, yes, we know we do not want that. But what exactly are we aiming at? So say, okay, I add my personal body to this number of 40,000 people that if we get to that number in this country, we can get some civil disobedience and changes done. Good. I add my voice and my person to that number. But what is the changes or what are the changes that we would be aiming at? And who would be the person to lead us 
as we go for these changes. I think regardless of what bubble you're in, and this is what I think I try to do for the most part. I try to speak to people regardless of which bubbles you might be in. I try to speak to people to allow them to maybe get a glimpse to understand that some people may not see things my way. And understanding that, how do I now get a solution? Because when you understand that, what you, what you tend to notice, what you tend to notice is that many of the solutions that you may have previously thought could have been done. Okay, a mandate could just be done and you enforce a mandate and everybody gets vaccinated and the country goes on like that. Okay, you could think that would work. But what happens if you say a mandate goes out and over 40,000 people say no and they refuse? Then what? And on the side of the 40,000 people, that, this is the nuance of things. This is the nuance and the complications of things. On the side of someone who wants the mandate, what if they say no? And on the side of if you are in those 40,000 people that, that are prepared to, to, to perform some civil disobedience in this country to stand up for your rights, what rights are you standing up for? And what exactly is the change you're looking for i'm i'm seeing so many people keep saying it we want change we want change we're looking for change what is the change you have to have something clear and outlined otherwise what would happen is even if you get that forty thousand people the 3.5 percent magic rule and you get some changes done you'd be leaving a power vacuum and as the statement goes nature abhors a vacuum and worse yet a power vacuum so tell me what do you think do you think that you belong in a bubble and you are so much in a bubble that you cannot see what's going on or do you think the whole idea of bubbles doesn't exist that people people generally know what other people think and it's not as dramatic as that people's beliefs are way more overlapping than I'm trying to see and it's much ado over nothing if that's what you think drop a comment tell me what you think and don't forget to click that like button, smash it, punch it, tap it, whichever you choose. And subscribe if you are not yet subscribed. And tune in tomorrow again where I will see you for the next video. And you feel the music, feel the music, rising with the tide.